Hi, welcome to Bangalore Bits. Uh, hey, Subbu, how are you? I'm good. How is East Coast treating you? <laughs> yeah, so first time we're doing a, a recording from US and India, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, so I'm at the East Coast, so the, the weather is not bad. It's it's good actually. It's kind of raining, uh, uh-huh. but it's it's okay. So so what are we going to talk about this week? Uh, we going to talk about um, India winning 3-0 against Australia. Yeah, that was awesome. So I, so I actually met an Australian here. I mean, who works with me. Mm-hmm. So he was, so he was like saying, <laughs> we don't even consider a T20 as a match and all that. So I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it was really, I missed all those matches, but it was happy to read the news. So. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, so we are going to start with Swift. Okay, let's talk about Swift 2.0, open source Swift, and uh, all the new Apple announcements. Okay, so uh, I am actually pretty new to Swift. I have not uh, really, I mean, played around with. So why do you think it is important? Um, why is Apple introducing another language? Um, hmm. and, and what is the significance of this open source thing? Okay, that's an interesting question. So there are two parts in your question itself. One is why new language and the other one is why open source. Okay, so as an industry watcher, you are pretty much aware that Apple never discusses these things in terms of why they're doing a new language or a road, new roadmap and stuff like that in public. So they don't basically get into the nitty gritty of justification part of it. Uh, but they always try to address in terms of what is the benefits uh, by learning this new language and how you can efficiently program and stuff like that so so chris latner is one of those initial contributor for swift um, i mean we can see that from the open source github uh, repository and stuff like that so before joining apple uh, chris latner was a student under vikram adve in university of illinois illinois uh, where uh, vikram adve was trying to build a framework or a or a meta tool uh, for the compilers so that uh, if you write once, you should be able to compile it in any platform, which is like in terms of if you want to understand what it is, like a comparison to Java. So Java always promises you that you write once and then you should be able to uh, run that in any platform like Mac, I mean, OS X or Linux or. Uh. So the new set of uh, tools and frameworks which they are developing is one level below that aspiration, basically, which is meaning um, so once you write, you should be able to compile it into any any platform, meaning uh, it could be ARM for Intel or anything. Like basically, irrespective of the operating system, we are looking at something like that. So uh, later on, uh, Chris Lattner started leading that into an open source project called LLVM. Uh, though the scope of the LLVM in terms of the uh, the it is pretty vast we may not be able to address that in the in this podcast so if you're interested we'll put a show notes so you should be able to go back and look at that and stuff like that so so uh once the llvm uh, started as an open source initiative by chris latner and then he's moved on to apple and then apple started integrating some of the llvm features into the x code and then uh, that became the basic uh, way of you build the code in iOS uh, for Objective-C, C++ and stuff like that. So Apple has already s- started seeing in a clear benefit in terms of uh, what various things you could achieve with this and then uh, how it improves the uh, improve the performance and stuff like that. So I think after that, Chris Latner started developing uh, the language features on top of LLVM features. So 
So this LLVM is a pretty unique uh, uh, in many ways if you look at it. Uh, it is widely used in, by many languages these days. I mean, I mean, many compilers these days. It's possibly one of those last technologies shared between Apple and Google, in fact, if you ask me. So, uh, and uh, I mean, what is a very unique, what is a unique thing about LLVM is that um, it gives an ability, even though it is a compiled program, it gives an ability for a language to uh, run the program as you type. So basically, if you look at Swift, there was one of those important things is called playground, wherein as you type the code and then you should be able to see the output on the on parallel. So when Chris Latner started developing this uh, uh, Swift, so he built uh, these features borrowed from LLVM and then he started building it. So in that way, if you look at it, it is a very interesting language. So you have the, uh, the, the ability of this language is something can be extended very well on the server side. Uh, as well, uh, something could be something as simple as this kind of scripting, which you can look as you. I mean, you can, you can, you can see the the runtime. The um. So uh, this today, uh, if you look at Swift, is primarily used for iOS apps, right? So right. Uh, uh, what is the feature you think? Uh, I mean, at least Apple is aiming for actually. So. Um, I mean, there are a couple of things we can think of why they're doing this. Um, uh, if you look at off late, some of the programming languages coming in from different companies like um, uh, we see, I mean, like Go from Google and then yeah. Hack from Microsoft, I mean, sorry, Facebook and Rust and other languages are there coming in. And then we are also seeing the prolification of Node.js and then Gem, I mean, Ruby, basically. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, if you look at all these languages, I mean, there could be two set of questions you can ask, like, uh, what is the need for Apple to go about inventing a new language, if you ask me that, or instead of adopting any of these languages, if we want to look at it in that way, actually. Um, See, many a times what happens is when you are like, I mean, uh, when, when you start uh, something like an Objective-C and then they're building so many features into it. Over the period of time, you will see like most of the languages are an incremental thing, as you know, like we incrementally add features as the compiler, compiler technologies improve or the, the hardware uh, processor uh, the assembly part that gets uh, you, you see an improvement there and stuff like that so or the newer frameworks coming in and stuff like that so, uh, i mean the, i don't know any answer in terms of why uh, apple cannot adopt anything because i have no clue uh, i mean if you ask me uh, i mean what are the options if we look at it uh, I think Java, they already have some kind of a support in Mac and I don't know whether they, because Java is primarily uh, garbage collected language. So it has got a little bit of this lag when you see that in any platform you look at it, uh, be it an Android or in desktop, you see that little bit of lag is always there, which is just because of this garbage collection part of it. Um, so I don't, I mean, uh, it could be purely performance would be one reason why they didn't go for uh, making Java as their primary thing is could be something what I can think of. Uh, the other things, if you look at it, they are mostly scripting languages, which is like Ruby or uh, uh, Node or something like if you take it. So, so if you, uh, if you're in a position where Apple is right now, uh, where you're seeing 
uh, where the company's primary platforms are C, C++ and Objective-C is their uh, primary development platform. And Objective-C is, uh, I mean, it is though very powerful language and Objective-C is like primarily open sourced for years. Though the open source project is not managed like what they're doing it for Swift and then, but they just dump every now and then uh, when the releases comes in and then they just go dump the, all the source code. Whoever is interested, they can just look at the runtime and stuff like that. So, but it is not in a, uh, it is not in a development where you involve open source devs and then where you, where the features from the open source devs get contributed to the main line and stuff. It doesn't happen that way. So, uh, so and the language is uh, though it has got a lot of features uh, is it something like very clean and modern if you ask me uh, may not be I won't I would say uh, it has got its own language ugliness probably <laughs> say that. yeah but but, uh, but Apple is saying that it is sort of intended as a replacement for uh, C based languages right so C C++ or Objective-C uh-huh. and so how how far do you think they have kind of reaching that goal, um, or, it, or do you think it's too early to discuss about those? Because you know C and C plus plus is like ubiquitous. Just there are so many developers with that sort of a knowledge yeah. in the market there, uh-huh. and uh, the newer kids who are coming out of colleges, um, I think they they read this as or learn C C plus plus as part of their curriculum, right? Right. So yeah, I mean, so you... will that be like a it uh, another language for them or uh, will Swift gain traction over a period of time where it can be used like C or C++ for many system level programming? Okay, so if we look at something like a language uh, features of Swift basically, um, the, the positives where I see where it can gain adoption is something is what I am listing out, not in terms of type declaration and or, uh, or the core language features I am not going actually. It's like more slightly on the higher side I'm looking at. So uh, Swift as a language is like, uh, it's a compiled program which you can create out of Swift. Um, it is not an uh, interpreter like Node.js or like your um, uh, uh, Ruby or anything like that. So, uh, I mean, what is the advantage you get by having in a compiled thing is you will be able to package them and make the, make sure it can run in multiple platform and uh, it can get i mean the binary is more optimized that is one other advantage and uh, the language is trying to adapt or borrow a lot of those modern features from various languages like java the best of uh, of all the um, all the modern language features from every one of them uh, so you also see, um, so I mean, uh, Apple has a quite a bit of iOS uh, Objective-C developers in the market and they also have a C, C++ uh, with a lot of devs who has got that kind of capability combination of using C, C++ as well, uh, Objective-C. Right, right. And, uh, and, and platform is, I mean, exploding basically. And you have a lot of devs who are like who started their career in, uh, as a web as a web development as their uh, primary platform. So which which means like Node.js experience and stuff like that. So or there are some of quite a bit of programmers who are like who has got excellent experience in C sharp, Java, and those kind of uh, modern languages. 
if you say and the objective c uh, you still need to do memory management and everything in objective c and wherein these devs who are coming from node js or uh, java may not be very comfortable doing all that and then other than that it is also something like this right so you are coming in from more elegant and well structured code and then you want to go and see something like which is not very good so it is important for apple to i mean like come out with a modern um, language which has got more modern structure in place as well uh, yeah so that is one one area i look at it as an important thing so you can attract all these uh, server side programmers coming in from java as well as the front end programmers coming in node and stuff like that so so other feature which swift has is this uh, very interesting feature called repl um, what it does is is like f- for a node js programmer it is like an interpreter for swift as you type you can just see the output on the screen so so that is an another feature which they feel very i mean feel at home kind of a, uh, uh, on a day to day basis they'll feel at home uh, so though the language is not an interpreter language but you have uh, the, the intelligence of llvm and the compiler enhancements which they are able to do as well the swift repl uh, uh, framework so they will be able to see that bring in that kind of uh, Uh, debugging capabilities as well as uh, run uh, run the code as you type basically um if you ask me whether is there any other modern language which at least to my knowledge i mean i have not seen anything um, which gives you this feature basically you, you have a compiled code which can also run as you type basically so i are you aware of any of those uh, no okay So, so yeah, um, in terms of the, fe- uh, the future, right? So mm-hmm. um, they are saying, uh, I mean, Apple is saying that uh, Swift is obviously where the investment is going to go in terms of development of the language. Oh, okay. And they are also saying newer developers who are coming on board for building iOS apps mm-hmm. um, uh, is better off if they start with Swift rather than Objective C. Right. And uh, the, I mean. the open source is definitely the model to go at because it is very difficult to actually promote a language in these days mm-hmm. uh, by keeping it closed right yeah so i think that seems to be one of the intention for them to open this up and they are also not dropping objective c support at least in the near future looks like we don't know when it will happen but uh, i mean it's it's definitely not being going to be dropped in the immediate term which is true actually uh, because i mean i i mean if you look at right now um, a swift has all the underpinnings where the backward compatibility um, even many of the objective c live i mean if you look at completely keeping swift within the apple development environment it is going to have a complete compatibility between objective c and c++ so it shouldn't have any trouble moving back and forth on that and i think i mean uh, if you if you follow apple's development history over the decade uh, they don't deprecate them at that at a, that faster rate actually so uh, right. I, i don't see uh, i mean like so i so if you are running if you are if you are developing an ios app today the and i wouldn't really be too much worried about uh, 
jumping all into a swift right now but what i would probably do would be something like uh, what parts i can write in swift and then what i need to keep in objective c is something is what how i would look at it if you are i mean is that something what you are asking us yeah so why would you actually use both so i mean just as an advice to the mm-hmm. to the newer developers coming onto the ios platform mm-hmm. uh, is there really a convincing need for them to adopt both or can they just today build a really a nice app using swift itself yeah okay so um okay i thought we will touch up on this at the end but okay let's go with that um so swift is as you know we i mean swift is in the development process as it is as meaning the the language itself is maturing uh so when you are adopting a language which is uh, in the development what happens is that uh, there are possibilities there are certain apis could get deprecated or discontinued faster rate um so you need to have plan something like uh, a rewrite or every release of a swift you need to plan something like an a rewrite of your own code based on the new release so um so i mean like if you if you are in a uh, so what happens is something like when when apple releases the core foundation in swift itself core foundation is one of the framework which they have it in swift right now but not all the methods are implemented there they are just in the alpha phase right now so as the core foundation classes are getting improved and more and more framework starts appearing then uh some of the things which you don't have right now like an xml parsing or a json parsing something which you don't have right now in swift uh as the core foundation comes up you will have these features coming in so uh, at this point of time i would look at something like if my development process my teams are developing ios full what i would probably do is that what are some of the things i can write in swift so that that can move ahead on its own where i don't have much of a rewrite a rewrite which i need to do when new language features gets added but at the same time i would continue to go develop uh, and invest on objective c uh, for whatever i am continuing to do so that that approach of mixed uh, would be in a good thing and other uh, thing i would say today if you want to release complete swift app the size of the swift app is going to be slightly bigger because you are adding a runtime along with your app today uh once swift gets integrated with the platform which is like with your mac or uh, iphone which is meaning when it gets uh, released with the operating system itself so this uh, runtime size has to i mean it will eventually come down right okay so and uh, yeah yeah and the other uh, view is uh, is there like an interest um, from apple side to especially with the iot kind of devices right mm-hmm. uh where i think primarily today if you look at um, i think c or c++ and some extent maybe java is also used uh, on those uh, small footprint sort of devices okay so do, do you see this also becoming an another trend for apple to catch up so they, they can put in their own language uh in in those iot specific applications possible uh, okay <laughs> it's quite possible uh, i mean the, the nature of swift is something 
I mean, it was. Uh, if you ask me, it was more suited also because it doesn't do a garbage collection as their part of their architecture. Right. Uh, so it was more of an arc-based system. So it should have much more efficiency than like if you are looking at a small footprint mm-hmm. thing. And more or less, another advantage here is that Apple is trying to do this open source. I mean, open sourcing Swift from the beginning. Uh, rather than doing a dump of the uh, dump of their language or uh, like something like what Microsoft did or somebody else like uh, where once they want to move away from the platform open source it out and get out of kind of thing so they're not doing both these actually so what they are doing what they're doing right now is uh, they have built uh, a community they're trying already trying to build a community as well as a github uh, Uh, repo is, yeah. yeah yeah and the entire source is completely open to the whole world uh, we can go in terms of what is available in the open source swift 1 by 1 but as in a, a philosophy or they they've included also included a package manager if you ask me right so when you have a package manager part of the uh, any development language which is like for example gem for ruby or npm for nodejs what package manager does is it helps a dev to package the set of frameworks they are developing and share it with somebody else who can uh, improve write more include that into their program and distribute it and stuff like that so so that way once you when you look at it uh, swift also has uh, their own package manager called uh, if i'm not wrong it is called spm swift package manager uh, which is like very similar to what homebrew or uh, 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 what what homebrew is for mac or uh, npm for nodejs or gem for ruby so when you look at all this kind of uh, uh, all the elements which can uh, imp- i mean like help you to build and deploy the programs very easily in, including command line or any other or any other tools you are using so those are some of the very good uh, features uh, front apple is investing on it though the package manager is not, i mean not completely developed it is in alpha it is just evolving so those are the kind of features if you look at it they are i mean on a longer run if you want to look at it they are making sure the language is ready portable uh, and distributable um, to a lot of platforms um, i don't think i will see a day where uh, browsers on the client side is going to render swift <laughs> so, right yeah 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 i mean that's I'd, not that's not their interest also looks yeah. like they they want to be more on the um, i mean the embedded systems sort of a world right and and server side is what i more yeah, look at yeah. it yeah so uh, and there there is already i'm seeing a strong uh, support for ubuntu uh, on the open source so so i mean those are some of the signs which you could say like uh, can this have a smaller sleek runtime can go sit anywhere so that the programs can get distributed something like that so definitely iot devices yeah possible uh, somebody needs to port it to for arm and yeah. stuff like that yes so today if I, if i have to start with swift right uh-huh. so uh, what is that i need i mean uh, i mean do you need like a mac or a linux desktop right it is does yeah. it work with windows i don't think so right um windows you might probably need to have i mean like for if if you want to use linux tools in mac you have something like a homebrew which you can use uh, they have to probably look at something like a similar 
linux virtual environment kind of a thing within the windows thing is what oh, I, a yeah. sort of a linux emulator right? yeah emulator uh, kind of a thing for them like so, sigwin or yeah, something like that okay yeah. okay so uh, so what's want... the best place what's the best place to start actually so is it swift.org or uh, is there any other better place yeah, i mean like if you are uh, if you are a dev who wants to learn swift then swift.org is the best place Uh, but if you are a, a guy who wants to learn Swift compiler, uh, developer uh, tools, which are are the frameworks, which uh, which are part of the language itself, as in, then uh, Swift GitHub would be the ideal place to start. Uh, but wherein you may not la- learn a Swift language there, but you will learn in terms of how to build a language, basically the compiler features okay. or bytecode and other things, basically. in terms okay. of like how the swift repl framework works and stuff like that so those if you want to interested in those or the swift package manager and stuff like that then uh, you can just look at the swift github repository and then we already see the so many uh, folks and then, i mean uh, sorry not the folk but we are already seeing there so many people uh, trying to fix a language uh, i mean the typos and stuff like that yeah <laughs> though it is very small but yeah but they are already uh, yeah. we are already seeing that so but if you want to so, really uh, yeah go ahead. no no go ahead yeah no finish it yeah so no i was just uh, thinking that if you want to so we i mean though we have not discussed swift and open source swift very separately so i just want to go back on that so basically Swift got released in WWDC in 2014, uh, which is around June or July, uh, which was the initial announcement by Apple for in the developer conference about new language and then the the feature and the beta version and stuff like that. So which get uh, which was primarily bundled in Xcode and released and stuff like that. So before Christmas, uh, Apple also open sourced uh, Swift. So so what various things. Uh, are available in open source if we look at it as of today uh, the swift compiler is completely open sourced and the swift package manager i said is completely open source so the portable standard libraries which are part of swift which is like in terms of your enumerations data and stuff like that and the the foundation libraries from apple which are like in terms of your um Or does so you are there? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the foundation libraries are basically the networking, threading, or okay. XML, JSON passing, and stuff like that. So, but those are um, uh, they are in work in progress. Uh, not all of them are already available. So, okay. So that is there, and uh, we also have the the Swift compiler along with the LLDB and the REPL framework. So, which looks work as like an interpreter. okay uh, so so these are some of the high level uh, high level packages which you can see today within i mean up along along with this you also have something like sc test which is like your testing framework and then the okay um, I, I, so sc test I, i i don't know much detail about it uh, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of the features and stuff like that i don't know uh so so those are some of the things which is like you can okay so i yeah i also uh, found this uh, interesting offering from uh, ibm actually mm-hmm. uh, which is called the ibm swift sandbox 
Okay. And so this is for somebody, let's say you want to try quickly um, or learn something fast with Swift, uh, and you don't have like a, um, let's say a Mac or a Linux desktop. Um, so you can do it pretty much from your web browser. Okay. And so so what they are doing is it's basically an interactive website, mm -hmm. and uh, it it allows you to write Swift code and it can also execute it. Um, yeah on a server environment. So they are running a sort of a, a Docker container uh, on, on an IBM cloud, uh, which is a sort of a sandbox you will get and you can very quickly learn uh, using just a browser actually. So I, mm -hmm. something to look for if you are uh, actually interested to learn this quickly actually. I mean, they, they also have some samples and all that there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else you want to uh, highlight about this? Um, I mean, like, so th these are pretty much like in terms of what is there right now. And there is another complete repo called Swift Evaluation, which is like basically the future roadmap, uh, how the language is going to proceed, what is going to come in Swift 3.0 and stuff like that is also okay. available public. And uh, there are quite a bit of proposals are uh, there from the open source community to the Swift language is already also in progress. So. Uh, you can look at those uh, to understand in terms of uh, what uh, various features are coming in, getting added to the, the language core infrastructure as it is. Um, those are the things, some of the things which I had thought about it. But if you want to understand more in terms of uh, the, the language underpinnings, like which is in terms of the compiler or uh, LLDB or LLVM, those are separate topics which you can go about reading it, which will only... I mean, it'll help you to enrich and understand the language better, may not be the language as it is. Okay. And there sure. is also a, a server-side framework, which I saw is called Perfect, which is in a web server written completely on uh, Swift. And uh, I also oh, okay. have been seeing uh, quite a bit of, uh, uh, I mean, IBM looks like IBM is doing a lot of investment on server-side Swift, so. Uh, right, 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 yeah. I think it is their partnership uh, uh, with Apple is probably yeah. I mean, pushing them yeah, to do this. Yeah, but it is interesting they're doing a lot of work. I mean, they're trying to do a lot of stuff on server-side Swift. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. we'll see. Perfect.org is, is, is the site, yeah, right? right. For that. Yeah, perfect.org. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, so, so, you can you can look at that as well. And also, the Swift sandbox, I, I find it a little interesting because you can get the basics of the language and you want to quickly try some samples. That's a great way rather than you setting up all the environment on your laptop, right? So Yeah, right. Um, and if you can get the playground working or the yeah, Swift REPL right. part is is also a very interesting one because it's on the command line as you type and then you can just see. So REPL is basically a read, eval, print loop. So as you type, you can see the output there actually. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. So this this uh, environment is looks like that only. It's, it's like basically a REPL <laughs> environment, what, right. what IBM has yeah. provided. Okay. Yeah. That's the command, else, uh, the command line environment they are doing it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, if you add up all these signals and then the way they are doing it uh, with the evolution and code of conduct for the community and everything, uh, there is there, there is a, I mean, meticulous, right. Apple's, Apple's own meticulous nature of uh, <laughs> driving the project is there. And uh, I mean, uh, the package manager is an interesting thing and uh, all the signs looks good. Uh, Though there is a quite a bit of, 
ruffle among the open source community in terms of about their licensing uh, maybe we can touch upon that in another day uh, which is like basically they are using something like a copy left and patent prevention is another class part of apache 2.0 so those are if if you are like a company who is investing a lot on the platform then you might probably want to look at these classes and then see i mean these areas like right. in terms of the licensing and stuff like that as more they may not be directly linked to dev and then it is important to understand uh, dev to understand these licenses and because that drives a lot of investment for the company how it moves ahead and stuff like that so i mean okay. we can absolutely go about swift with uh, uh, copy left or apache 2.0 license the, how the patents are going to impact and stuff like that on another show or something like that. yeah sure so this was a very quick intro on swift yeah. um and yes. it's a very developer intensive topic so uh, we will probably continue this in a future episode so so with that i think that that's pretty much what you want to talk this week right so anything else you want to add no nothing much that's about it and um, looking for t20 world cup in india <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> same here so uh, we'll see you next week uh, thanks bye